Luke, where are we at? What are we doing? What, what are we doing here? Do you want to talk about us, our comics, or is it just going to be Chris and Chad work together for a real long time? <laughs> Chris, we could probably get a lot of miles yeah, out of no, the podcast. I, just I've been listening to this because it's... Hey, if you, Chad, if you want to start a podcast, I got nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know if we could survive a podcast together, oh, too. I'm just saying. There's, there's a reason Matt and I don't write together. Uh, uh, yeah, I think we have time for a few questions. The first one is, when is Cyclops going to get a few pairs of Jinkos? Oh, boy, Jinkos are back. Make fun if you will, but Jinkos are. are back. How many Jinkos yeah. are you rocking, Chris? I'm wearing, I'm wearing, a, I'm actually inside a pair right now. It's <sighs> yeah, uh, the noise buffering. <laughs> Yeah, I like I, I picked them up cheap on the on the black market a couple of years ago. Now, do we need to explain Jinkos, Chad? You love Jinkos. You used to wear Jinkos like every day. I, I, are you <laughs> People don't actually believe you. Stop. I had I had one pair of Jinkos yeah, and they were not like super wide, but they did have like a cool ass dragon embroidered on the leg. I probably came to the store wearing them. Yeah. Did you really? They were like the super wide Jinkos, though. Like, is that? Yeah, you know, like your you had like a three eleven shirt on top of a Slipknot shirt on top of a. Like hey, uh, shirt. I did have a three eleven shirt. Oh, that's yeah, why I lived yeah. with that. <laughs> I was down, down, down. Just like I've always been. <laughs> <laughs> So, you mentioned that you had plans for, like, 24 episodes, or for 24 issues. Was there any, like, Claremontian seeding that we can see in X-Men 92? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a, a a line in that, I think it's in that first Upstarts meeting, where they talk about the secret sixth Upstart. That was going to be, like, kind of a mystery that was going to play out over the course of the show, or over the course of the, the series, and uh, we never really got to follow up on that, because... You know, it, it, in the middle of number seven, we found out we were ending at ten, so we never got to to really pay that off. But that was definitely like the, there was definitely a sixth upstart that we had planned from the beginning. That again was was uh, Chad's idea. And I've, I've gone online and kind of said who that was going to be. It was yeah. going to be Legion. Um, that was the plan uh, for because I thought it would be really cool if you know the the, the young X Men upstart that nobody was expecting was you know charles's uh yeah charles's kid um that was that was something that i actually thought when i was a kid i was like oh man like wouldn't it be crazy if legion was an upstart because they were all kind of like sort of existing characters or at least had ties to to things i guess except maybe uh fabian cortez cortez Cortez. yeah i i like fabian cortez a lot lot too we, uh, David Wilkin, yeah. our good friend, uh, changed, like, vandalized Fabian Cortez's Wikipedia page uh, and made it say uh, he has the power to make mutants mutant harder. So we ended up working that in into, yeah, like it, it, literally it, that, like, it made it in as, like, his little action figure description in one of the the issues yeah. as, a, as a tribute to Which I still kind of can't believe. Well, uh, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Yes. No, you go ahead. That's that. That's it. I mean, there's there's a couple other little things that we kind of had planned too. Like, 
think there's a nod to, like my our version of Excalibur was going to be like Excalibur 92 so it was going to be you know uh Captain Britain um Megan Motormouth Killpower uh Dark Angel and uh and uh Deathhead 20 or, or Deathhead yeah, the big joke was that Deathhead was going to show up the in the second arc and then Deathhead 2 was going to show up in the fourth arc yeah, that was kind of that was the fun yeah. thing that we wanted to do. Uh, I, li- I like this well, a lot. We have uh, some questions in from the Twitter. If listeners want to send in questions, uh, was that your percent- only question for us, Luke? <laughs> was your only question? <laughs> was there stuff that you planned that you had seen it? You said you didn't want me to press the adventure button, guys. That's, that's true. <laughs> Don't know what it is. Not super into finding out so thank you for respecting that uh yeah i mean i had stuff planned but you're like uh railroad me through so yeah no we're going to the uh twitter questions now uh so uh if you want to send in questions to the show you can send them into at multiversal q on the twitter and the first one that we have is from ben rao who is at sid east ben rao who says the end of the series is a clear reference to Morrison's JLA story, World War Three? Is it an intentional bookend to the use of Morrison in the mini? Uh, yes, actually. Um, yeah. I've I've written about it before, Chad. You've talked about it before. Like, uh, World War Three is in my mind the ultimate run-ending story, and it's a it's a run-ending story that like. It's Grant Morrison has a tendency to uh, leave books in a place where I don't know how anyone is supposed to follow up, even when it's JLA, you know, even when it's Batman. Like, how do you follow what he does in his last issues? And we, like, one of the reasons we went with Cassandra Nova, and one of the reasons that we we did that was, uh, you had said Chad that like World War or uh, um, New World Order is, like, the best opening story a superhero comic has ever had. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's, as far as super team go, uh, teams go, you know, because there's so much hype surrounding the, the sort of the myth of the Big Seven JLA, which in our kind of lifetime had never been something that we, you know, had. Um, and really kind of never existed in the way that everybody sort of thinks it did. But Morrison had an opportunity to kind of make that reality and, you know, did it and, like, knocks it out of the park in four issues. And you you forget that there was really anything ever a time when there kind of wasn't those, you know, that JLA. Yeah. Um, and, and with the X-Men, we were kind of looking to do the same exact thing with the X-Men because even though that team existed on the the show, there's, like, this mythology and, like, this sort of, like, this weird, like, hype around that team but that team's kind of a, you know, it, it, it's kind of a, in, in comics, that team doesn't quite exist. So we kind of want to make that same, that same thing for, for that team. Yeah. There was also I mean, another the, element the, to it. Oh, go ahead, Chad. No, no, go ahead. You're, you're fine. I'm, I'm just done. Well, th- we, the, the use of Cassandra Nova in the mini, it was partially because what do you, like, what's the one character the 90s X-Men never faced? And it was, well, it, by necessity, it would have been a character that uh, didn't exist in the 90s. So for Cassandra Nova, we kind of combined the first K-9 
character after the 90s, you know, Cassandra Nova appears in 2001, and she's kind of the first big new X-Men villain in a long time, with the last character before the 90s X-Men really begin in X-Men number one, which is the Shadow King. So that's why we have those characters kind of rolled up into one. Um, when we started thinking about what ends the era... You know, like what? What's the last? What's the last thing that happens in the '90s to the X-Men? What are all of the '90s building to? And it's kind of like it's kind of honestly, it's X-Men the movie that comes out in 2000, and there's a clear dividing line between stuff that comes out before that movie and stuff that comes out after that movie in terms of costumes, in terms of looks. Ultimate X-Men happens because of that movie. The new X-Men happens because of that movie in a lot of ways because they wanted to capitalize on the success and what is the big plan in in x-men the movie is they're gonna turn everybody into mutants <laughs> so yeah. it was partially inspired by that you know and, and there was an early draft of that story and i think maybe if we would have gone like 25 issues maybe it would have happened maybe maybe editorial would have been like no don't do that but there was a, a draft of that story when we were talking about it that literally like had apocalypse uh like building a machine in the torch of the Statue of Liberty. I think we might have even referenced it in... Uh, we did, yeah. I think we talked about it in the issue. In the last like, issue, yeah. Or like and it eight. was going to be like a full-on, like, here's how the 90s end. Mm-hmm. Because in comics, in, in you know, the real world, that's how the 90s ended for the X-Men. Yeah, yeah. You got a whole new era. What, what do you think they're going to wear? Yellow spandex? Come on. This ain't the 90s anymore. You know, another idea that... This is kind of the idea with Cassandra Nova 2 is... We, we talked about how the show worked, you know, how the show sort of, there's a point like in season three or season four where the show almost starts getting ahead of the comics. Um, so you've got, you've got these weird, you know, prior to that, you've got these weird adaptations of stories like Dark Phoenix. You've got, you know, the Proteus saga that's got a weird adaptation. So you've got all these, you've got all these stories that are adapting these great Claremont Byrne, you know, Claremont Cockrum stories that that don't have the right characters. So you've got, you know, Jubilee standing in for Kitty Pride. You've got Gambit standing in for Nightcrawler. You've got Rogue standing in for Colossus. It's like, at some point, the show, kind of knowing what the comics are going to be working on, starts to kind of ease in the direction of telling those stories, but doing kind of even weirder adaptations of them. So, like... You've got the, you know, TV version of the Phalanx Covenant, which has zero to do with the comics version of the Phalanx Covenant, and then you've got, you've got their weird pre-Age of Apocalypse thing that they do, which which yeah. completely doesn't do, you know, doesn't mirror what kind of go. I mean, other than it's a future story and it's an alternate reality and those kind of things. That, that so so it's like it knows what's coming. It's it knows what's going to be out there, but it just gets the gets the signals all wrong, right? It's almost like the show's getting signals from the future and just gets them all wrong. And so our thought with the uh, with the with the miniseries was, what if those signals kept happening? You know, what if they kept getting signals from the future and they kept trying to adapt stories those X Men were never meant to be in? What would the weird, you know, '90s versions of those stories be? With, with the tools that they had available to them. We're like, what if, what if they, what if the first story we led with was like a weirdo TV version of E is for Extinction? And that's kind of what, that's kind of what our story is in the miniseries. 
So, did you talk about doing some weird adaptation of like some of the infamous Austin lines at all? Or uh, no, we. That stuff? <laughs> no, I don't think that ever came up. Nope. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, so... Like I am, like I am genuinely happy that Chuck Austin's story has like a happy ending, right? That now he's like working on Steven Universe. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like do, doing something that's like genuinely great out in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I I wrote about him like he's he's fascinating to me cuz you know, there was a there was a little 3-year stretch there where that dude was was on top of the world. He was. And then and then comics kind of turned on him and he kind of turned on comics. Yeah. And then I I feel like I feel like he is he is clearly where like in a in a better place now. It's funny. Do you remember, like our buddy Scott Simmons was the only guy that I know of who knew Chuck Austin was when they announced that he was going to be doing that U.S. War Machine? Uh, that Mar- oh yeah, from Marvel Stripes. Life story. Yeah, like, man, who is this guy? Scott, I was like, y'all don't know about Chuck Austin? Like, was he Chuck? Uh, uh, what was his? What was his, What's his? What's his real name? Um, it's not Chuck Austin. It's uh, Chuck Chuck Beecham. Is that right? I do not know. I would. I mean, I'm not going to blow up his kayfabe on. I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think on. it's. Uh, I don't think it's a secret. I think. I mean, I think he. Did, I think he did strips under the name Chuck okay. Austin. Yeah, I, I think he did some stuff under Chuck Beecham, but I can't remember exactly kind of what the deal is. But I think it's like not like a secret. Because I don't know any secrets. Yeah. Gabriel Gecko. It was Gabriel Gecko. Okay. What's his pen name? Okay. That was very funny. If that was Chad, that was very funny. How dare you? I'm laughing. I'm laughing. You got me. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, yeah, I actually liked. I you know I liked that first that first uh, Chuck Austin run. Um, that he did, that he did with Ron Garney. I, I, I thought that was yeah, pretty strong. Yeah. I was in the tank for the X Men, man. Well, I was reading all the books like uh, circa circa two thousand and up. Yeah, well, it was so weird because you have Morrison on one side, Joe and Casey, then you had yeah. uh, I was, Joe I'm Casey. I'm a huge Casey fan too, so yeah. Was on Uncanny, and you're yeah, you're you're a big Casey guy. You, you wrote a fan letter to, to Casey, right? Oh, no, you I wrote a fan letter a to fan letter Ecstatics. Ecstatics. All right, but I also wrote a fan letter to Godland yeah. that got published. But uh, but yeah, well, that's true. I, I wrote one fan letter that oh, never yeah? got published. To who? It was a uh, it was to Spider Man Loves uh, Mary Jane. It's the only fan letter I've ever written. Aww. So I decided to become the media instead. Yes, <laughs> father, I should Did, become that's the. That's McKeever, right? That's uh, that's Sean McKeever. Sean McKeever and uh, uh, Miyazawa. Yeah. Miyazawa. Ta- Do you remember Kishi when Miyazawa. we had Comic Book Club and until we... the Terry Austin run? Would you say, Luke? Until the Terry Austin run, which not as good. Yeah, not a big Terry Austin guy, but but uh, yeah, like that that first Sean McKeever stuff. I still have the hardcovers of it in here. Actually, I think I might have got rid of them when I moved because they're very big. Yeah, no, that ranked know. pretty high on our uh, trials of the multiverse hmm. list. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. What 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 else we got? What else we got, Luke? We're, so we're here for Z- some multiversal cues. We're getting a lot of. Multiversal S's. A lot of multiversal statements, my man. 
So multi uh, so Xavier Files asked a uh, bunch of questions. Lightning round it, come on. I know I know there's like fifteen from Xavier Files. Why wasn't he invited? He, he is, man. He's here right now. <laughs> hey, hey, get, get shoot him the link. Come on. Let's do this. I will see if he is on the Twitter link. Alright, what else we got? What's the next one? In the yeah. in the meantime. Yes. Uh number two is why wasn't more maggot. Oh, uh, that's a good question. Yeah, we got canceled we, at ten. We we would have done like the, the extremists were gonna we, have a much we bigger done role, a I maggot think. book. Uh, we still will do a maggot book, Marvel. Um, let us know. But uh, mm. but yeah, I, I love I love maggot. Maggot's great. What about Tusk? Do I like Tusk? Yeah. Uh, I like Tusk. I I'll, I'll, I'll admit to being the guy who's like really weirded out by Tusk. I just like that Tusk was working on that car I, in that episode, and like nobody thought it was weird. Up, yeah, I thought it was weird, as you might recall. I thought it was very weird. Yeah, but nobody in the town thought it was weird. But I mean, I guess that's all about acceptance. Well, everybody mutants. in the town was a weird ass mutant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, how many more twenty ninety nine stories did you have planned? That was going to be a big one. Yeah, uh, here here's actually what the deal was with that. Um. Every fifth issue was going to be a Scott and Jean issue. And you might appreciate this uh, more than others, Luke, because you've done all the multiversal, uh, like, uh, Trials of the Multiverse stuff. They were going to be working their way back through time. So they started in 3992. They would land in 2099 and number 10. Uh, 15 was going to be in the MC2 universe, which is another, like, very 90s kind of thing. Uh, and then we had... Uh, Exile. What was going to be number 20? Chad. Uh, number 20 was going to be the Exiles. They were going to team up with the, oh. with the Exiles. Oh, yeah, that's right. They were going to team up with the Exiles, and that's how, who was going to bring them back originally. Yeah. And it was going to be a big, uh -huh. like, it was going to be a weird meta issue where the Exiles explained that, like, their their reality was just one of many, and, you know, it was going to be kind of a tour of the, the real Marvel Universe. Because there were, there were mul huh. multiple times where Chris and I were like, man, how do we make this book, I don't want to say, like, make this book count, but... Nice little Easter eggs that, you know, reminded people that, hey, even though Secret Wars is over, this stuff's still out here, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, looks like uh, Xavier Files just came in here. Are you there, Zach? Yeah, What? what's up? Whoa. What's up, I'm Zach? Just kinda... Hey, man. Oh. Hey, it's Chris Sims and Chad Bowers. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> what's up, dog? We heard you got some questions. Ask them questions. Yeah. Okay, so I was sitting hey, in Did you find those lawn bags? Yeah, I was going to ask you. I, I did. That was actually a huge pain. Did you know that uh, they are five for a dollar, and also you can fit a lot of very heavy uh, lawn crap in there? Yeah. Because I didn't. I'm I'm that homeowner, man. I, I know I know the I know the deal. I live in an apartment. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> All right. So, quick question, Luke. Why did you send me this Zencaster thing? Oh, they told me to send it to you when you had your question of why weren't you invited. So they said invite them. That's a great point. So yeah. That was question one. You're, you're here, dude. We're ready. We're yeah. ready to answer some questions. <laughs> All right. So. I'm not effing around. <laughs> Apparently. You I, have a, I obviously have a lot of questions about X-Men uh, 92. Yeah. Which you guys wrote at one point. Somebody else write it now? I... Yeah, we, we wrote it at the only point that it was being written. 
<laughs> it's just not currently being written. Somebody better send us an email. <laughs> All right. Question one was why wasn't I invited, which has been yeah. resolved. Answer, answer and that. We one. Asked the, uh, and we asked the maggot question and the twenty ninety nine question. Right. Those were both very near and dear to me. Mm-hmm. I straight up screamed when I saw skull fire and freaking metal head on a back on a black spat. Ugh. Last page thing. That yeah, was great. Yeah, weird. <laughs> so, question four. Teen Dupe? Yeah. That's just oh, question. Teen Dupe was Team great. Teen Dupe yeah. was, was great. How do you how do you get to Team Dupe? Teen Dupe. How, how do we get I, to I, it? I, I, I yeah, drew like, him as a joke. How, does, how is Teen Dupe a sentence? <laughs> how, do, how do we not get to yeah. Teen Dupe is, I think, a better question. <laughs> Were there, were there any long arcing plans to use Team Dupe more in future stories? I, I think the weird thing about... Oh, like, I will guarantee you, like, everybody who was in that book would have been yeah. used more. Yeah, I think the thing about Team Dupe is that he's totally, like, regular Dupe. He's he's sort of ageless, but he's just like, alright, cool, I'm hanging out with these kids now. And so he's, like, totally doing the teen thing. That's my thought for Team Dupe. He just has he's hair. Just hair now, yeah. He just he's has like, hair. Right, yeah. Yeah. If I remember, he has the freaking Ultimate Spider-Man we call it hair. JTT. It's like actually it's based on J- Jonathan Taylor Thomas for us. Oh, yeah. okay. JTT? Okay. Yeah. JTT? You got it. You got it. That's amazing. Well, What else you got? Question, Rapid fire. We've been here for like five. three hours. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dead Girl is great, yeah, right? Yeah. Dead Girl, Girl is great. Okay. Boom, beam. We all agree. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you guys like Draculas more than the average comic reader? I think one of us does. <laughs> uh, can, I, Chad, can I ask you point blank? Can I ask you point blank? Yep. We could, if we could go back in time, would you have tried to talk me out of doing Dracula as our first arc, knowing that it was the only thing I wanted to do? Chris, I'm pretty sure I tried to talk you out of doing Dracula as our first arc <laughs> in real time. <laughs> I mean that is also true. That is also true. Do you, well, do you think like do you think it was a mistake? Because I don't. I still don't. I don't think it was a mistake. No, I mean clearly the book got canceled. So I I genuinely felt like had we launched with a big. I mean look look. I don't want to pander. That's never what I want to do in comics, right? I want to tell good stories that that yeah. are stories that I want to read outside of whatever else is going on. But knowing that. Knowing that you know X Men X Men Apocalypse was like right around the corner, I I thought that you know d- doing a story where there was a giant Magneto Apocalypse War, which were really the two big villains on the show, would have been a good way to kick off that you know that story to do something like Westchester Wars two. You know what I mean? And um, that that that's sort of what I thought would have been a good kickoff. But I also don't think it would have been as well received that in my mind you know what i mean it's all it's all hindsight stuff like that it doesn't doesn't matter it may not have been well received either because there was a lot of there was a lot of magneto and apocalypse stuff happening in other books before and they didn't do well either so i don't know well you know Um, hold on if it makes you guys feel better there are infinite universes where it was a hit and there are infinite universes where it failed there you go i mean i wish there weren't infinite universes where it failed but i guess that is true i guess that's the premise of your show 
I, Thanks. I don't think I, I don't think I I don't think I would have ever tried to really talk you out of it. I mean, I think if I had really been adamant about it, you probably would have like said, "Okay, fine, whatever," you know. But your your feelings are usually you usually got pretty good instincts on stuff that we should do. Like uh, again, a thing that I think people probably think I came up with that was a hundred percent Chad was the Council of Cross Time Draculas to the point where I tried to talk Chad out of it. Because I thought we were going to completely lose people. Uh, and the exact opposite happened. Like, people, I think, fondly remember that more than yeah. maybe any other piece of that arc. I uh, straight up got lost there. Okay, well, there you go, see? It, my instincts were open there. Full, full disclosure. Full disclosure. I did get lost with the Council of Frosttown Draculas. I love that. I mean, what, what lost you? Because it's all in the name. Yeah, Everything I you do. need to know is in the name. I don't disagree. I forgot the concept for a second, and they dropped in. I was like, "Wait, why are there a lot of Draculas?" And I didn't think it through. Were you were you familiar I with? I kind of kept reading. Were you familiar with the uh, Council of Cross Time Kangs before that? I'm familiar with the Council of Cross Time Reed Richards or whatever yeah, the hell that yeah, was in Hitman's yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the. Yeah, I was. Okay. I didn't make that connection. I gotcha. I gotcha. That was the. That was the thing for me at sure. least, and I feel like I'm. I tend to be good on picking up that. Yeah, stuff. no doubt. I'm sure you are. I, I just mean like I, I always thought it was just, you know Council Cross Time Kangs is ridiculous, right? But it's great. Yeah. And so I thought. Oh no. Yeah. The the thought being Council Cross Time Draculas is the the really the almost only way to make that more ridiculous. Council Cross Time Dupes is probably even more ridiculous, but that's another that's another show. Like That'd I love good. I love the you know just the title Council of Cross Time Draculas. That's a great that's a great tells you everything you need. I just didn't. For some reason, I didn't pick up on it when I was reading it. Yeah. I don't know what was up with that. So, question for you. You guys always talked about doing an annual, or at least I know Chris did on Ajax. So, did you have, like, a big annual pitch or a big hollow cover that you wanted to do? Or Yes. Yeah, Chris did. <laughs> yeah. it was, And that was actually going to be more Dracula stuff. Like, the... the uh... Uh, we we talked about this a little bit when the the series kind of came to its conclusion, and, and you know, like I've asked Jordan, uh, who was our editor on the book, I was like, hey, is it okay if I talk about stuff we were gonna do? And he was like, yeah, but if you talk about it and it's a story you still think you can tell, maybe don't talk about it. But um, we've kind of wrapped up this plot point already. Mm -hmm. uh, the big idea was that um, in removing vampires from the world like it kind of turning them all back to humans uh the vampires and other supernatural forces were kind of the buffer zone between the regular universe and like this universe of sort of chthonic uh cthulhu style monsters so the annual that, that i wanted to pitch and we, we we talked about doing a lot of stuff in the annuals we wanted to do like a story that was focused on all the generation x kids uh, like, you know, all the younger characters kind of having a, 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 like a solo story, which I really, that's my biggest regret about the book is that we didn't get to do like a big story with the kids. Yeah. Uh, cause I think that would have been fun. Yeah. But I think kind of the main lead X-Men story was going to be Blade showing up and making them get all the vampires back. Now, was this going to be Wesley Snipes' blade or '90s Spider-Man cartoon blade, where he? It was going to be uh, like '90s. It was going to be uh, Darkhold pages from the Book of Sins. The guy, with the, blade. the guy with the leather jacket, but like the red turtleneck underneath. Red, red turtleneck, leather jacket. Yeah. You got it. Yep. 
Well, I'll tell you, that leads into the next thing, because we didn't get to see this, and since X-Men is really a book about fighting and kissing, what Gen Xers should have dated what Ecstatics member? Oh, uh, that's another one that we, we hint at towards yeah. the end. There was going to be a big uh, love triangle, uh, love kind of quadrangle, actually, that we were, were hoping to do that was going to be uh, Jubilee, Dead Girl, Chamber, and Monet. Which, again, is like a big regret for me that we didn't get, get to, to, do that. to do that one. Because I loved writing Jubilee and Monet. Yeah. And Dead Girl was kind of surprisingly fun, too. Like, a, like it, it's weird how we use Edie in the first story arc. And then, like, Edie, like and then it's only Dead Girl from then on out. Yeah. I, I, think, we had pl- I think we had some stuff planned for, for Edie. But I can't remember what it is now without my notebook. I know we had some stuff planned for her. I don't know. We had some stuff planned for Guy. But I can't remember what what it was. I think Guy might have might have had something. If I remember correctly, Guy might have had something with penance, but I can't remember exactly what it mm. was. I think I had something in there for that, but I can't remember. We would, obviously we didn't get there. But you know, as each as each yeah. arc progressed, we would focus on like a, a different group of those kids and kind of juxtapose them together and see kind of how they played. Um, that was the goal. So in the, if there would have been if there yeah. would have been a you know a third fifth or a third arc, you know it would have probably focused on like Mister Sensitive. We would have seen like more of Teen Dupe. We would have probably seen like more of like Penance, more of Sync, um, that kind of thing. Yeah, Blink was one that Blink. I think was really fun, but it was really hard to like. Uh, it was really hard for us to write Blink and not just be like, well, why doesn't she just take everybody to? Well, the we were gonna we were gonna have a thing with Blink and You Go Girl. Uh, doing doing their yeah. like uh, you know their their teleport off thing that we were talking about. Yeah, you're yeah, only like, making me more angry than this book uh... got <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, look, all like, genuinely, one of the only big regrets I have about that book was not getting to do more with the yeah. kids. But it's like, like we would have had to have had an annual or a spinoff book. Like, where, what, where, where were we gonna do it? You know, like, because you don't, like, nobody I think was buying that book to see, to see the ecstatics characters. Like, as much as we wanted to have yeah. them there, everybody wanted to see the X Men. Like, it's, it's the X Men's name on the cover. Like, I, if in in our ideal world, that book would have sold well enough that we could do, uh, like. Uh, X-Men 92 and Gen X 92. You well, know? I think that's the thing. I think that's the problem with the title of the book and, and, and the, kind of the beauty of the title of the book is, you know, it, it clearly means so many different things to, to so many different people. Um, you know, to, to, to one group, it's going to be all about the animated series and then they're going to be kind of disappointed when it's not a straight season six of the animated series. And then you've got, you know, other people. Like, I mean, for us, that book was just a giant umbrella you know, of the nineties and we could do whatever we wanted to underneath that umbrella. Um, yeah. um, and that, that's kind of our, our goal with it. So it's, 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 you know, double-edged sword, I guess. Um, yeah. And I do want to stress like, uh, our editors were v- always very, yeah, very supportive yeah. of everything we wanted to do. Like, there, and, there, and there's stuff that we're talking about that obviously like we didn't run past them just because it we never got to the point where it would have been an issue, but Jordan and Heather both were were not only like really just generally great to work with. They were also, I I, I have said before, and it's not an exaggeration. They never told yeah. us no. I, they never told us no on anything we yeah. wanted to do. I think they. I mean, I think they were genuinely fans of the book too. I think they liked it. I think they enjoyed editing. I think that we made them laugh. I think, 
you know, Alti was super fun to work with. I mean, I, you know, and, and Scott was great on the miniseries. Like, I think they genuinely had a good time making that book. And I don't mean to be too presumptuous, but I mean, you know, they make they make good comics that are sort of in that same vein. You know, you look at Gwenpool, you look at, you know, other stuff. I mean, I, I think they know what they like, and we we really, you know, fit fit the bill on that. I think. And it was nice having editors yeah, who were, right. like I said, who were genuinely kind of fans. Who I think. Yeah, no, that's good. Now, I, I had one other thing, and this wasn't on Twitter, but it was something I've been asking myself for a while. If one was to do a custom-bound X-Men 92, but wanted to fill in, you know, a little bit extra with some other back issues and comics, what would you suggest to be a companion to X-Men 92? Oh, I got four yeah. of them. I got four oh, yeah. of them for you right got... now. Uh, <laughs> the Pizza Hut X-Men comics. Yeah. Are you talking about the second comic I ever read in my life? Because I've got that sitting over there, the freaking Beast and Rogue and Magneto on Muir yeah. Island one. Yeah, I got I that. Mean, that. Yeah, that's that's like the Pizza Hut comics are legitimately the Rosetta Stone yeah, for X Men ninety two. Like, if if you want to know why we thought it was so fucking funny to have Beast refer to VR and then have a footnote that explained that it was virtual reality, that's why. That's it. <laughs> Then as an addendum, how was Arcade not the uh, game master at the end of that? Because we, we had other plans into for, We had other plans for Arcade. That's the, really what it was. Yeah. Because I had really, money riding on that. We had yeah. another plan for Arcade. Arcade was supposed to be in the miniseries. So if, oh. Have you ever heard what the miniseries was going to be about? I I may have read, heard it once. It was going to be remember. it was going to be a team up between Cassandra Nova, Cassandra Nova and uh, I'm sorry I'm I'm trying not to sneeze here. It was going to be a team up between Cassandra Nova and Arcade, and the X Men were going to be trapped in Murder the World. Um, yeah, they were uh, going to be in Murder World, and and uh, one of the jokes was going to be Cassandra Nova was going to be like, oh, yeah. we don't say murder. It's it's we yeah. only call it the world now, and so it was going to be a combination of Murder World and the world from the Grant Morrison run, and we didn't get to do that unfortunately because honestly that would have oh, complicated so the big Jesus out of the miniseries. <laughs> like that we like we like again our editors didn't tell us no on anything, but our original pitch was like it was clearly two dudes who were like yeah. oh my god we get to write we the X Men let's do everything. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so it was the perfect night. We had, we had a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I feel I feel like that we kind of yeah, got there the at the end too. There, but... We had Mojo World, we had Japan, we had it was, uh, we went everywhere. Where, what do we do with Scott and Gene? What do we do with Scott and Gene? I can't remember what we did. Yeah, we did. Scott and Gene went to the moon. Scott and Gene went like yeah. we we kept bits think... and pieces for yeah, what yeah. would eventually be the miniseries. Uh, but yeah, like so arcade was was planned for that and then also arcade was planned uh would have been uh, actually the third arc of the uh, of the second series would have been an arcade story it, had we not been if, if we've been canceled at 15 instead of being canceled be at 10 like we would have seen arcade. Of the x-men video so, game right uh but because because spider-man was supposed yeah. to be in it right the merc the... yeah yeah there was gonna be a spider-man team up you're just there was going to be a real Marvel team up with Spider-Man. Well, yep, that's amazing. Uh, right, have well, been what else you got? You had like 15 universe. questions, man. Come on. 
Well, that they honestly after that point it kind of trailed into me walking around Walmart really trying to both answer ask questions and figure out how to get lawn bags. Because I I straight up I was just checking checking my phone as I walked in the door. I didn't get to the greeter till I saw that uh, tweet. I was like, oh well, this is now how I have to spend my next five minutes. So yeah, that that's awesome. I do want to say. I'm sure you guys don't have any idea about this, but when I started this site, when it was on a Tumblr, you guys were the first people to, like, from the X-Men world to jump in and actually, like, give me an interview or do anything, you know, press-like, and that's yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we remember doing that. I didn't know we were your uh, your first interview, but we definitely... Yeah, yeah, I didn't have... You were a, one of our first interviews for X-Men, too, so... Yeah. No, it was. I, I just want to say I really did appreciate that, and that's helped like legitimize oh, well. me as this weird fan thing. So well, no problem. It, we, I appreciate we, that. Thank you. I am. I am. Yeah, glad we appreciate we the could, support uh, too throughout the respect. throughout the run. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Cool. Uh, well, I think we're sort of at a point where we can wrap up the. Uh interview for tonight you want to stick around for that zach <laughs> stick around for what <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <clears throat> oh poor luke poor buddy <sighs> yep not pressing the adventure buttons uh, uh right, what's what's uh, ex- what's the adventure button what is it i don't want you to i just want to know what it is is all they are buttons that I have that take you to a magical soundscape through the audio format. Is this your one creepy piano button? No, it's not the dramatic piano button. No, I I, I have employed dramatic piano in my own life. Uh, so... Notice, notice how quiet I am. Just want to let you guys know. I'm just gonna... Yeah, no, you... <laughs> Oh, no, Chad, you know yeah, that I'm a sure. person who says yes to life, right? <laughs> You'll note that I am not saying yes to this. <laughs> See, I knew to expect how the interview would go based on when I tried to have you guys do the uh, Christmas special lines, and it went in really weird directions. So, Hey, Luke, I can I be honest know. with you? I literally don't remember doing that. I don't. Ah. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong about it going badly. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't remember doing that. So uh, that's fine. I don't remember a lot of what I did in my job week to week. Uh, <laughs> wasn't uh, wasn't my job. Not right. really the same thing, but. Uh, so uh, yeah, Zach, do you have any other questions about? X-Men 92. Before we wrap up? I think I've literally answered everything I could come up with in the Walmart waiting room. So No no holds barred, man. If you got any if you have any questions, we're, now is the time to ask. We're, we're never tired gonna talk about X-Men 92 again. Been doing a lot of talking. Okay, then I have one last thing. Yeah. Lila Palooza, how many issues was it really supposed to be? Because it at least to me, it felt like you guys had to really wrap it up in 9 and 10. Like, real quick. Yeah, we found out we got canceled at number 7. 
Uh, Light okay, Palooza yeah. was initially going to be uh, yeah. f- a four-issue story, so it was going to go through uh, six, seven, eight, and nine, and then ten and they was going to be they would a, not have, uh, they would not have come back to Earth at the end of it either. But uh, like you would have had the stuff that was happening on Earth yeah. with like the kids and X Factor, and then the X Men would have been in space with the Brood uh, and the Imperial Guard, and I think we have the Star Jammer showing up too, and then. Yeah, they were all. Star Jammers were going to show up too initially, yeah. And then the arcade story happens when they're coming back from space. They end up getting trapped on the moon, whereas where arcade is. So number number eleven would have been uh, the arcade issue, and they weren't back on Earth yet. So that would have been the way it played out. So yeah, it was significantly it was significantly shorter than we had initially planned it to be. And hopefully yeah. it was still fun, you know. Hopefully, yeah. uh, the like the the rushedness of it because it wasn't rushed in terms of writing. Like we had plenty of time to write it, although it was, you know, difficult to sort of cram everything into it. Like, and, and again, Jordan and Heather were, pages, were yeah. good enough to give us uh, an extra. Like we asked for the extra sized finale, and and they asked for it too. So that's all thanks to them. Uh, but like we we tried to make it feel fun. In the way that like things move fast in, in 90s comics, just in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully that that worked. But yeah, it, 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 yeah. it there was originally going to be a lot more going on in that story. Yeah. Okay, now you have me thinking of the ending. The ending was like Xavier like had to like stream his consciousness uh... into everyone through Dead Girl or something. Well, they, it's like it's so it's everyone the became friends. Uh, no, Xavier had to channel the Darkhold. That's right. Yeah, in the same way that they used the Darkhold to eradicate all, you know, to, to change the physiology of vampires to make them all human, they used the Darkhold to change the physiology of all humans and make them yeah. mutants, or activate their X-gene, X, X essentially. I'll tell you what that yeah. ending felt like, and I don't know if this was intentional or not, but... As that was wrapping up, I was also just doing a rewatch since I was from the first time since I was a little, little, little kid of the you know animated series, and you know you watch that. I know Chris, you had to talk about this for your one recap thing, but that last episode runs really quick and changes a lot real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was so, not an intentional homage, but it is a <laughs> it is certainly appropriate, I think. Yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it, it, it was not how we would have preferred to do it, but based off the history of the show, I think it's really appropriate. Yeah. No, and I, believe me, I'm upset that the book had to end, but it was a really fun 15 issues, or 14, 15 issues. Yeah, yeah I, I think it's, um, it, it's, uh, again, it's, it's, 14 with it's the not series. the the book. Uh, you, you really... What did you, what did you say, Chad? No, I, you're, you're yeah. cutting out. Sorry. Oh, I'm back. Oh, I'm back. Me. You lost me for a minute. I'm back, though. Okay. Yeah, you really cut out there with whatever you were saying. Yeah. Well, I, I, I was just going to say, like, it's it's not the way we would have ended it if we... You know, we'd still be writing it if we if we had our choice in the matter. But I am really proud of it. Like, we, we actually just got our, um, our comp copies of... Uh, of volume two 
And so I, I was kind of looking through it, and I'm like, man, you know, this is actually pretty good. Like, it's it's one of those things where, like, I, I think it it's... I think it's good, despite uh, kind of a rushed ending. But yeah, like, I'm very proud of it In the at the end of the day. I'm really proud of what we did. Look, on an, on an X-Men, like, line-wide thing where the whole line was going through some dark stuff, to say the least, uh, it was a shining beacon of hope and fun. And that's what it really... That's what the books really needed then. So, it was exciting every morning. Yeah, that's what we hear a lot. And that, that I think, means probably more to us than than getting 20 issues you know what i mean or 25 issues just to know that people it meant something to, to, to folks and and maybe it's better that it didn't go on for 25 issues you know what i mean and in, in that in that way yeah it's the second x book that i've actually had on a full list and the first was that uh, oh, remender x-force run so i mean that's some very good oh what a, what a great mm-hmm. comic so good yeah, not not light uh, and 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 fun uh, in the same way, but yeah, that book gets pretty dark. But yeah, well, I think we can start uh, wrapping it up here. So, uh, Chris, where can people find you online? Uh, people can go to the isbcom That is my homepage that I now need to update. Uh, they'll have links to uh, the columns that I used to write in my old job as well as comics that I've written both alone and with Chad uh, actually uh, Luke when does this go up uh, this will be going up Saturday okay so um, on Wednesday uh, the long awaited third issue of uh, my uh, creator owned uh, action adventure tokusatsu comic Radical Guardian Skater X is going to be coming out uh, so if you like what I've done on, uh, X-Men and, and, and books like that, you can check out more teen superhero action, uh, a, a, another school comic, Chad. Uh, I know. you can check that, you can check that out at, uh, at Comixology. It's a dollar for 16 pages and, uh, one and two are up there now and one, two, and three of another comic I write called Dracula the Unconquered are up. And uh, that's with the Joe Hunter. Uh, Joe Hunter does the art uh, for that one. Your, your pal and mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Downer does the art for Dracula. Both of them lettered by Josh Grock, uh, who's also lettering, lettering Chad and I's new joint. So uh, maybe we can talk about that in a second too. Oh, also I'm I'm the ISB T H E I S B on Twitter. And you're also on Clytus Media and all those other podcasts. That you, we yeah, there's links to all the podcasts on uh, on on the isbcom that people can check out. And, uh, Chad, where can people find you online? Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. I, 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 uh, I'm just at Chad Bowers uh, on Twitter, and um, I think uh, Thomas Chad Bowers on Instagram. And uh, I, my, my very, very irregularly updated website is americasgotbowers.com. And, yeah, you know, uh, lots of comic stuff coming out. Um, Chris and I have... Uh, you know, Sword Quest, which we can talk about for a little bit if we want to. And then we've got uh, our... Ash versus Army of Darkness, which we talked about kind of at the beginning of the uh, beginning of the show. Uh, we've got uh, Deadpool Bad Blood, which will be out on May seventeenth, I believe, uh, which is the first original uh, graphic novel starring Deadpool. And uh, I've got uh, the new Youngblood book that's coming out with me and uh, Jim Toe from Image on May third. And uh, what else? Um, we've got a Guardians of the Galaxy annual coming out in June. Um, so, I mean, you know. Busy times. Busy times. And, uh, Zach, 
thank you for joining us. Where can people find you online? The famous, infamous Zach Jenkins. You can find me online at XavierFiles.com. We do weekly recaps of some X-Men characters. This week we are, I guess by the time this is up, we have done Hope. And we put them on a list of every X-Men character ever that we did not cop from anyone on this recording's podcasts at all. Uh, You can also uh, check out my podcast, Legion Quest, which is on kind of hiatus right now that I do with Matt Sibley from Newsarama. And uh, what's the other one? Oh, Xavier Files Reviews, where I just review all the X-Men books that come out every week in quick little five-minute snippets. Uh, Then on Twitter, at Xavier Files, which I'm sure the other two listeners of this podcast are tired of hearing. Uh, and you can find my normal podcast co-host uh, Devin at at Fredo Feth, that's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T he and I are also on the podcast uh, yep Chris just messaged me that his blip has failed dog and he used two G's there uh, you can find me and Devin on our other podcast Exiled Podcast at exiledpodcast.com that is our live play role playing game session so if you like really weird and obscure Marvel continuity or strange role-playing games that are becoming weirdly erotic, you're in good luck. Xavier, Zach, you can uh, testify to that, right? It's, like, legitimately my favorite thing. <laughs> it's a super... It's super weird, but they've got Grace Jones-ass Dazzler as a supporting okay. character. All right. So, yeah. for the people who have seen that one sketch... That's a real thing. In, that's what you can expect from Exiled. It's super fun. Right, cool. uh, volume 5 was sort of going to be the Warriors, except everyone is a different superhero-themed group. And I've mapped out all of New York City, and that is the sort of hellscape that people are listening to now, which is very good. Um, yeah, uh, you can find more about this podcast at multiversalq.com. And uh, we normally update on Saturday, on Sundays with new episodes, unless things go horribly awry. And then if you enjoy the podcast that I work on producing, you can support me on Patreon like Zach does. Uh, You get early episodes and background information at uh, the podcast that's under my name, Luke Hare. And you can find me online uh, at Twitter, which is at Coltreg, that's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Okay, I guess we will wrap this up now. Uh, Thank you guys all for coming on one last time and uh, talking about all of your various projects. It has been an interesting night. Uh, I think we all learned a lot about Chris and Chad's friendship and relationship. Maybe a bit about ourselves. And, uh... Yeah. Uh, Thank you guys again. We'll see you next week. And this one's... For Hank.